Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me, as always... Gator. And tonight, we are going to get into a little bit of cigar industry issues. Ooh. But first, we're going to introduce the cigar that we're smoking. Yes, we are. I picked this out. Jeff did pick this out. It's I, a box press. I gave him... It's mad. Yeah, of course, it's a box press. I gave <laughs> Jeff my giant travel humidor just... Filled with cigars. It's I mean, ginormous. This thing, it's like a briefcase. I mean, this thing's huge. And, of course, he picks out a box press that's on the first level. Doesn't even dig down oh, no, I dug into a little. it. Doesn't even dig down deep to it, see what else is in it, there. But he just goes straight to be for the beginning. slightly shorter episode tonight because I've got some obligations. So, that being said, I uh-huh. wanted to go with one of the smaller cigars so I didn't waste one of our good cigars. You know, that's, that's a larger cigar and end up losing half of it. Anyway. Yeah. So we are going to be smoking the Rocky Patel Special Edition. This is a brick-and-mortar exclusive made by Rocky Patel in Nicaragua. It's a good-looking stick. This cigar is box-pressed and made with a Habano wrapper. And we'll get into that, actually. It is a Habano wrapper. And the binder and filler are both from Nicaragua. This is the Robusto 55 by 50 So when I opened up Nick's Travel Humidor, oh my God, did it smell good. Good. Well, it should. There's like a ton of cigars a in there. A ton of cigars in here. Sitting there and smelling good. Oh yeah, oh. it was it was just heavenly. Indeed. I'm not gonna lie. It's a it's a good time case right it, there. It really is. This so. is a nice looking stick, buddy. Nice band too. The special edition. Yeah, the band I love is that it's a brick and mortar. Very pretty. So, well, we'll go ahead and make this the time that we cut the cigar. Big news for the cut coming up soon. Soon. So Soon. excited. Hopefully uh, hopefully in like February. Yeah, stay with us, folks. So go ahead and give that a clip. There oh, we go. Oh, clip so nicely, Ooh, too. It did. Let's replicate that over here. We have a little ambiance in the background. Indeed. Got some folks that stepped out uh, on the patio where we're recording tonight. But it is a public establishment, and what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It adds some life, I suppose. While Nick's lighting up there, I'm doing a, a little cold draw. I was going to say, I forgot about the cold draw, so hopefully you did it. <laughs> Ooh. It's like I, I'm getting the berries. You're getting berry yeah, flavor actually, from it? I am getting a little. Okay. Well, a little fruity flavor. Let me light this up. Well, I'm curious you bringing up the berries on the cold draw because I'll tell you what, after lighting this thing up, man, right off the bat, I got a nice shot of pepper. Oh, did you? Yeah. So. Well, I really get the berries on the retro hail. Well, I taste that. Well, good. Mm. Have we done a Rocky Patel before on the show? <laughs> oh, that was me trying to retro hail. And you're right. I do get the berries. Yeah, you get them, don't you? <laughs> oh, it's there. I mean, I coughed my lungs out, but yeah. Um. No, you know what? I think this is the first Rocky Patel we've done on the show. Boy, it's putting off a lot of smoke. That's good. Hmm. I like this. It's a good stick. Um, I know I've had the... Uh, you said pepper. I'm not getting pepper at all. It was just right in the beginning. Okay. The the pe- It was like first, uh, first puff, it was like all this pepper taste. And then as I've kind of continued it right off the bat, it's kind of subsided a little bit. I had to touch up my... Uh, burn here just a little bit i don't i think i was jeff's doing missed. some spot welding yes i missed a little oh it's all falling on your case oh, oh there's a hole what yeah. uh, hopefully it didn't burn all the way through what the hell are you doing <laughs> to my case man anyway it was just for my cut but i thought it was funny to trigger you so yeah so we have a couple of things to touch on today but the big news that's come out is related to the PCA, formerly known as the IPCPR trade show in Vegas. Oh! So, on Friday, it was announced that Altidus, Davidoff, Drew Estate, and General are not going to be exhibiting at PCA in Holy Las crap. Vegas. That's like the four big ones, dude. That's 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 a big deal. Well, um, considering we're planning to go to that. Yeah, so ugh. those four companies made up about 27,500 square feet of booth space at oh. the convention oh, last crap. year. And which, according to Half Wheel, accounts to about 18% or show of the, of the show floor. 
So, I mean, it's a, this is a fairly big hole that has been taken out. Now, this is a big deal. There's a number of issues that the four companies have brought up. Uh, declining direction of the trade show is kind of how they're citing it. Declining attendance, increased cost of exhibiting, and, you know, that sort of thing. And the long and short of it is, based upon the article that Halfway put out on Friday, these companies came to the PCA, expressed their concerns, said, we want to, you know, figure this out or else we're not going to come back in 2020. And Did they think they were bluffing? I don't know. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to put this out there. I don't think the PCA, I would hope the PCA would not have ignored this in such a way that it would have resulted in this. However, obviously something happened. We got to this point and these companies have pulled out. You know, in addition to the floor space, General, um, Davidoff, Drew Estate, and Altidus all do sponsorships at the uh, event. Yeah. So there's a lot of money that's coming out of PCA's coffers as a result of that, too. And the PCA... Are, are they trying to recover this, or is it done-done? No, they are trying to recover this. Okay. So, so the PCA, the, as, as an organization, primarily make, you know, they get their money from the trade show and from membership dues. So this is going to take a bit of a hit out of their coffers for next year. But one thing that has come out since then, so later in the day on Friday, the PCA did put out a notice talking about how, you know, you may have heard about this. Um, PCA is saying that they are committed to making sure PCA 2020 goes over well. They're saying that they've had exhibitors reach out to them about securing some of that space now that it's available, both both um, previously uh, committed exhibitors that want to expand their booth space, as well as possibly some some littler companies that you know didn't already have space committed and are you know trying so they're trying to fill it, and I think that's a good thing. At the end of the day, what we have to remember is this is an industry that's under attack from a lot of different sort places, the government specifically, yeah. and any fractures that come into this is is a bad thing. Um, Amen. And I understand that. I understand that Altidus and Davidoff and and let's be real, we're saying Drew Estate, but we really mean Swisher, yeah, because Drew Estate's owned by Swisher, yeah. In general, they um, they all ultimately have their own goals and and pursuits that they're per, you know going after, and so it becomes a question of you know what's good for me kind of thing. So I'm hoping that's not overpowering the 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 trade show in that regard i'm hoping that they're not you know taking the pca and holding it hostage in that the regard. good of the many outweigh the good of the few you, yeah now one thing that has happened is you've seen tpe um step up and say hey all these guys are going to be at our show come to our show come to our show however i've talked with a couple of retailers and some of those retailers have chosen to go um, at least off the record, have told me that they're concerned about TPE specifically because it's not just cigars. It's tobacco across the board. And yeah. so when you look at the show floor for TPE, what are you doing to that cigar? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a little burn issue. Okay. Well, nothing about the flavor of the cigar. The cigar's great, but yeah, I've had a little... I think I, st I, think I started with an odd uh, burn, and okay. I'm trying to rectify that. Okay. Well, anyway... Because I want to take a picture, and it's not, it's not perfect. When you look at the, uh, the show floor for TPE, the uh, amount of cigars, premium cigars, on the show floor only amounts to a quarter of the show floor. The rest of that show floor is made up of cigarettes and vape and a variety of other products, and so... Uh, some of the retailers have expressed concern to me saying, you know, hey, we had this one convention, this one um, trade show that was all premium cigars, and you've taken that and now you've made it to where we're being lumped in with cigarettes and vapes, which is something we've been trying to convince people we're not a part of. Yeah. And I can understand that logic because, you know, if you if you're trying to tell lobbyists and, and legislators and and people that are imposing rules upon you, the FDA, for example, that, hey, you know, we're totally different than cigar or from uh, cigarettes and vapes, but yet we're going to pony up and associate with them at a trade show. That is problematic. On uh, the, it, yes. The optics of that are very bad. Let's put it that way. I would concur with that. And so 
you know, it's it. There's been a lot of other questions that have come up as well. Specifically, I know a lot of retailers do their big buying for the year out at the uh, the PCA show, and it becomes a question of for those retailers, they get deals basically. You know, buy so much and you get a percentage off kind of thing. And the question is, you know, are those retailers going to, you know, get deals from these four companies, or what's going to happen? And now these four companies have all said in their press releases that. They're committed to working with their retail partners and everything. But, you know, what does that actually amount to? What does that actually equal? Yeah. And so there's a lot of questions hanging out there about this that still need to be answered. So as I said, one of the things that I did do is I went around and I talked with some of our local retailers and kind of asked them, you know, their their initial thoughts and kind of what they think, how this impacts them and you know, will it change their plans? Because one of the questions that I was thinking is, you know, if if you're a retailer and let's say you do a lot of your buying at the uh, PCA event, maybe it's a thing where you're sitting back saying, okay, the big four are not going to be there. Is it worth my money to send either myself or my staff or multiple people to this trade show to see... The, who's left, you know, and, and or maybe it's just worth my time to just go ahead and get those sales and commitments taken care of, you know, just away from the show. Because you know, there's a lot of years that some of these retailers just don't make it to the convention and they do the they do the buying, you know, from from their shop. And yeah. so um, I was wondering, is this going to impact anybody's their their, you know, buying habit? And so I was able to sit down and talk with a couple retailers. So the first retailer we're going to hear from is uh, Tim Aiken. He is the owner of the Hill Cigar Company. So we'll go ahead and go to that audio. Great. Yeah, this is Tim Aiken from the Hill Cigar Company in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, We were just talking about the uh, recent announcement that the PCA, that uh, uh, the Premium Cigar Association, as it's now called, the former IPCPR, uh, we've had four major vendors pull out uh, of this year's show, the 2020 show. And um, I think one of the, the things that, that I first thought about was that I, I knew this was coming because they've been very dissatisfied with the way that the show has been run. Uh, the cost of the show has gotten really, really expensive. That's not all their fault. It's it's partly the, the location, um, you know, partly just the... Uh, people don't tend to want us there anymore because of the smoke, and I, I get all that. Um, but um, um, I think that those four vendors, they, they represent a pretty large portion of the show in terms of uh, the floor space and so on. Um, I think there will be vendors that will take up that some of that floor space, uh, maybe even, uh, you know, they may divide it up and, and give more more space to smaller vendors, which would be a good thing. Um, it doesn't. It, it concerns me only from the fact that I think that as an industry, we're very small as it is. Um, these are four big companies that are owned by other companies, um, except for maybe Davidoff, that um, you know represent a very big part of the market uh, in general, just in sales. So my concern is that they're taking some of the power away from our association and potentially crippling it. Um, although I don't think it'll mean I don't think it'll mean it disappearing, but it definitely takes out some of the strength of the organization. Um, but these big companies, they've got a lot more money than PCA will ever have in terms of fighting, uh, uh, you know, regulation and so on. Um, but from the perspective of the show, it actually for us, for our our place, our shop, is that it simplifies the show a little bit because. Those four vendors probably take up four to five hours of our time at the show, and that's with us ordering from all of them before the show. So we typically order our the things that we already carry. Um, where it's going to hurt is that any new products that they come out with, we're going to have to communicate with our rep, and um, you know, and we've got good reps from all those companies, so I'm not concerned about that. But it's it it is going to sort of take away um, their ability to market to us. On their new products, um, so it'll actually save us a lot of time and maybe give us an opportunity to go to see smaller vendors that we've just not had time to deal with. Um, as far as people going, I mean, um, I've always sent you know one person, uh, the manager of the shop, 
uh, in this case Jessica, she always goes. Um, I've been off and on depending on schedules and other things. Um, so I, it may be this year that uh, because of that extra time we'll be gaining um, that I may not go. So it may actually hurt attendance a little bit from from the perspective of multiple of multiple people going from single shops or from larger organizations. So that remains to be seen. But uh, um, it, it's like I say, it's it's a disappointment from the industry as a whole. And I think the PCA needs to address the issues of these larger companies because they are very important to our industry. Um, and I I hope that they can uh, come up with some way to appease them. <laughs> I guess, and get them back at the show. Um, but um, I, I'm not sh I'm not sure as far as the show goes that it's really going to have an overall impact. Well, okay. we'll, we'll see. You know, it, it does remain to be seen. And then one of the questions I asked him um, was whether or not he was going to the TPE or if uh, maybe he would be more enticed to go to TPE as a result of some of these changes. Yeah. Well, I am going to TPE and uh, uh, just myself because I want to see what it's like. Um, this is the first year they've really f had a focused area on cigars. It's separate from everything else. Uh, they've got a lot of vendors going, including some, most of the ones that, that bowed out of the uh, uh, PCA show. So, um, you know, it'll be an opportunity to see what they have. Now, one of the, the problems with the TPE show is that it's not at the – we've – kind of done our buying based upon the PCA. So now TPE is a little bit disruptive in that we, we need product. Obviously, we always need product. But we've geared ourselves to buying in July to get ready for the second half of the year. So it'll be interesting to see if the deals are you know worth going for. Uh, this time of year in the past, our vendors have always offered deals. So um, not necessarily wide-ranging but very focused on certain brands and lines and so we they've kind of they've trained us to buy certain things during the beginning of the year so it'll be interesting to see if the tpe can actually help us you know get get better deals get better prepared for the first half of the year so it it, it could be that that going to both of them is is a good thing uh i doubt that i'll ever send more than either myself or maybe just Jessica to uh, the manager to uh, uh, TPE. I don't. I don't. It, it's not at least at this point. It's not near as large as as the uh, physical uh, PCA show. So it'll be much easier to get around and get done. You know what I need to do in a couple of days. So uh, so you know it'll it'll be interesting. We'll see what happens. I think there's a lot of people doing what I'm doing. They're just going to check it out and okay. see see if it's a uh, if there's a lot of value to it. So anyway, um, I thought Tim had a good perspective on it. He kind of basically said we need to wait and see. He said, um, you know, that that he's convinced that these companies are going to provide some sort of deals or some sort of, you know, they're going to work with the retailers. He just isn't quite clear what that is. And he did say he is going to go to TPE because he's kind of, at the very least, he's curious about it. However, only he's going. I mean, he's not sending any of his staff. It's just him well, just kind of going to scope it out. And he made some valid points, I think, about trying to change the buying habits of a lot of these, a lot of these shops. And then I also reached out to and talked with uh, Dan Ponder. Dan Ponder is the owner of Riverman Cigar Company, which... Uh. You know, you and I have been by there. And we Dan, have. I like River. Dan's a good guy, and I really he he really enjoys sitting down and talking about the industry. And he kind of came at it from a different perspective, um, much more of a hey, you know, we're all in this fight together, and we need to stick together. So, so here's what Dan had to say. Hi, my name's Dan Ponder, uh, the owner at the Riverman Cigar Company here in Crestwood, uh, Missouri. Uh, sitting here with Nick from the Cigar Pulpit. And he's asked me a question about my initial views regarding uh, the four large companies. Um, this year, pulling out of uh, the PCA uh, conference in, uh, later on in the summer and, uh, I guess, attending TPE, which is the January conference, earlier on. My initial thoughts are that um, I know there's been some um, conversations and dialogue going on in the industry that I've heard of. I've been made aware of regarding the um, proposed changes last year to the P 
PCA uh, conference event, which included bringing in uh, consumers. Um, so, and I guess there's been some other uh, potential grievances by some of the larger companies. My hope uh, was and still is that things can get sorted out. We're a, a relatively small industry. I understand maybe one out of a thousand people smoke cigars. That's roughly three, three and a half million people in the U.S. And I think we need to all come together. And it's my hope that we will come together. I do know as a uh, local retailer, uh, dating back to my old profession as a consultant, my old senior mentor and boss used to say when the elephants uh, fight, the grass gets trampled. So I think uh, right now there's a little bit of a, of a skirmish going on, and it's my hope that we'll all come together and and uh, focus on what we need to focus on, which is uh, the um, pending regulations in FDA. To me, just from reading the paper, it seems like it's a pretty good time with the uh, government that we have in right now, that they are receptive to uh, change in environmental regulations, and I don't know why this wouldn't fall into that. I probably uh, can envision that oil and gas and automobiles and things like that are priority to us uh, three million plus cigar smokers, but we will be voters in November, and I think uh, I think our our um, the uh, organizations that represent the uh, interests of the cigar smokers are up there in D.C. doing uh, what they can. I know Glenn Loop, and I know him personally. He came down here to St. Louis and helped us organize the owners in a meeting regarding putting together an operation to uh, organize ourselves to make sure that we can continue to uh, operate going forward the way we're doing it right now. So we're very appreciative of what Glenn has done. Uh, But Again, in summary, regarding what's happening right now, I would like to hope and think that it's just temporary. Uh, a few shots across the bow, back and forth, um, and everyone will, at some point or another, come to the realization that I think um, we as an industry need to do, and that is, um, you know, we fight uh, uh, together or die alone. So anything that we can do to where we bring ourselves together rather than try to... Um, uh, create fissures in our industry. Uh, we've got enough people outside the industry that would like to uh, see our, um, our our places of business and the manufacturers um, uh, make some major changes going forward. So, in summary, I would hope that uh, this thing gets resolved. It's just a little blimp on the on the screen, and going forward next year. Um, things will be more back to normal. We won't have this type of a distraction. So that's the perspective of at least a couple of local retailers here in St. Louis. I mean, obviously every retailer has different uh, perspectives and issues and different circumstances that they're dealing with. But I mean, you know, Dan is taking a very, you know, heavy, we all have to stick together. You know, the organization's important and, you know, hopefully everybody can kind of come back together kind of perspective. I think Tim is also taking that perspective, but, you know, he's he's at least going to TPE and kind of scoping that out just to kind of see what the alternative, at least this year, kind of looks like. So. Yeah. Well, and one of the concerns I have is having fractured shows like this, and, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I never mind competition necessarily, but having a fractured show like this where people – are going to have to make two trips to Vegas. It's going to double their costs. Exactly. And again, you've got to decide, am I sending the whole staff to one or the other? Or are we splitting up? You know, I, I, I don't see how this is a positive. It's definitely an interesting situation. Yeah, I'll say definitely. that. Um, you know, because here's the problem. Let's say PCA goes to these four companies and says, you know, hey, um, we'll work with you on your concerns and everything else. And maybe they come to you know back together and kumbaya and hug this out like now, according to the Half Wheel article, which you know I'm taking that as my main source here. But they uh, they kind of indicate that it's a little too late for some of these companies to get the wheels in motion to be able to prepare for the trade show in July. Oh well, from what I've heard from last year, and I wasn't able to. I mean, attend. it's a huge thing drew estates had a ginormous oh yeah with the big water tower and everything presentation. Else. Yeah. exactly so and how do you how do you prep that in a short period of the time? logistics of it are difficult and yeah. i think that's the problem is that even if they were to try and hash out some of these concerns is it going to be timely enough so i don't know 
I don't know. I mean, it's, well, it's definitely interesting. One good thing for us is you're planning to go to the early show here in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And then we're also, we're planning to go together out in July. Exactly. And I think it will give us a good perspective on what's going on with both shows. I hope so. Yeah. Um, and we can pass that along to the listening audience. That's the plan. Perfect. So, so yeah, that's kind of a little bit of the 10,000 foot view from St. Louis of uh, yeah. of the PCA convention issue. So It's concerning. It is. But hopefully they can kind of figure this out. Because... I, I I do I agree with Dan. Everybody needs to come together because we're 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 fighting an uphill battle I from the concur. start. Yeah, you know we're not we're not a big we industry. We don't need to be fractured. And else. No, we need no. to we need to play this well. So so and I mentioned this a minute ago, but the Rocky Patel we're smoking the special edition. How's your stick? I like it. Um, I like this too. I got the and berry on the retro hail. I'm, I'm still, still getting, getting the berry. I'm still getting little bits of pepper. Maybe a little bit of coffee, but but by and large, it's a it's a good stick. I, mean, I can see the coffee. A, I still haven't gotten press. any pepper. It's a good box press. Like I said, it was a little guy, and we're on a short recording schedule tonight, so you know uh, you gotta you know you gotta plan accordingly with your sticks. Doesn't it seem like Jeff's always on a short schedule here, folks? It's Isn't been, it always? Guys, it's been busy lately. <laughs> I'm trying. I swear to God. Well, I'm trying to go along with Nick here on his two a week recording schedule, and uh, it, logistically, it has been mm, I don't want to say problematic, we've but a challenge. We've, a challenge. We've pulled it off. And in in my defense, we did get together last night to record, but somebody I was feeling it. I, w- I was exhausted. You I'll were, say that. You were wiped out. I was wiped out and mentally was not prepared to get into all of the ins and outs and where's and why for's. Yeah. All of we, this. we did get to sit in at oh, the hill and watch the... Uh, I do want to point out one other note okay. regarding PCA before okay. it's all said and done. I do want to give a shout out to uh, Arturo Fuente, specifically Carlito Fuente. Okay. He put out a statement today that was extraordinarily strong. Showing his support for PCA, basically saying, hey, you know, we're a family-owned business. We're in it, you know, from from day one, you know, of the show. We're, we've been in it, and we're going to continue to be in it. And we see no reason to pull out, and we want everybody to come back together. So, so I will give Carlito Fuente a lot of credit. He came out with a really strong message, you know, that was pro-PCA. There you go. And so. then what I was going to point out is that we did get to sit at the hill last night because mm-hmm. we got together to record. It didn't work out. And we got to watch the uh, Seahawks get beaten. Yes. Not entirely. Well, not the whole game. We didn't watch the whole game. We did have to leave. But the part we watched, they pretty much got dry humped up and down the field. <laughs> Where was your 10th man there, buddy? <laughs> I know, right? Running the camera for Green Bay, I guess. <laughs> Anyway. But it plays for Green Bay. I love again. <laughs> they did battle back, though. I, I saw the final score, and it wasn't nearly as lopsided as what we witnessed. Mm-hmm. So they did give it a valiant effort. it wasn't effort. nearly as uh, interesting of a game, I would imagine, as that Chiefs game earlier. The Chefs? Remember that commercial? The Chiefs. When they painted the, oh, yes. yeah, when they yeah. painted the end zone. It was, yeah. The Chefs. <laughs> no, the Chiefs scored so many touchdowns, they ran out of fireworks at Arrowhead. Are you serious? Yep. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It was like, what, 51 to 31 or something they ended up beating the Texans? Oh, I don't God. remember the exact score, but I think it was 51. Wow. So, yeah. It's like a basketball score. They got nuts there in Kansas City. That's so. cray-cray. Well, it is Tuesday. Oh, Ask the Boys. And so it is time for our Tuesday segment, Ask the Boys. So, Jeff number of questions here and i'm just going to jump right into them so both feet uh listener jay aguayo 99 says wait is this the question you've been teasing me with nope nope okay i'll get to that okay i'm holding off on that oh so oh god john wants to know who or what got you into cigars now i've told this story before That when I was out in Las Vegas with My Jeff fault. about a year and a half ago, we went by the Monte Cristo Lounge in Caesar's Palace, and Jeff convinced me to go ahead and buy a cigar, and we didn't even smoke it there. We, we brought it back and, and ended up smoking it here, but we did... That was enough to get the monkey on my back. Now, Well, and it's funny because I had tried to get Nick to have a cigar with me on numerous occasions prior to that. Yeah, and I resisted. He did. 
but he gave in in Vegas because what happens in Vegas, well, doesn't stay there apparently. It was a really nice place. It really was. And I think I just, you know. You were sucked into buying the I was the sucked ambience. into buying the cigar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, And you? You know, it's funny. I don't know what actually got me started. I have been smoking cigars in a pipe since I was probably 16 years old. Um, I don't know what the catalyst was. I don't know what started. I've just always enjoyed it. I've always relaxed. Back in the day, nobody, you know, when I was 16, nobody cared if I bought you know, some Swisher Sweets or whatever at the uh, convenience store. Yeah. You know, or went down and, you know, I mean, I remember buying a pipe at 16 or 17. Nobody carded me. Nobody asked. I got some Wilshire tobacco and uh, went to town. Well, there we go. So I can blame Jeff. And yes. Jeff is just saying that. I may have sprouted up organically. A degenerate uh, Baptist that yes. just decided to, you know. I've told the story on the podcast God. about. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my mom would just beat me if she oh. was still here. Yeah. She, oh, she did not like the fact I smoked cigars. That's funny. Yeah. So. It was it a was, uh, problem from the get-go. Okay. Yep. Well, we have two questions here from listener. Um, and luckily, our neighbor's left over here, so you might be able to hear us say, for a no, while. You might be Dear able to actually hear us. God. Um, we do oh, have. They were, uh, they were loud. We do have two questions here. From Craddock Dennis. Is this the dreaded question? Nope. Okay. I'm getting to it. Okay. And it's not dreaded. It's just I'm curious as to <laughs> well, what your answer is going to be. You've got me nervous. So I will admit the first question that Dennis asked was um, one that I put off from last time. Okay. And Dennis, you asked um, how tobacco is fermented for cigars. And what Ooh, I'm going to do... Instead of researching that on my own and giving you an answer and everything. I could make it up. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask some folks out at TPE and maybe get you an answer out there. That's perfect. I'll, I'll go straight to the source. That's good I'll thinking. just ask them. Good so, thinking. But he, in that same question, asked a follow-up question. After reading your biography on CigarPulpit.com... Hold, wants- on, hold on just a second. Before you do that, I want to yeah. do a little follow-up to this question. Okay. You know, Nick would be able to answer that question if he bothered to go on the tour at the barn smoker. I went on some of it, thank you. <laughs> did you go to the, the fermenting, like the barns nah, and all? I, no, I did not. you did so, not. Anyway. anyway. Yeah, just uh, wanted to throw that out there. Anyway, so the follow-up question he had is, after reading your biography on CigarPulpit.com, he wants to know if you've ever visited Area 51. Okay, you know what? I actually have a shirt, and it triggers me every time I put it on because it's the first annual, you know, like, you know, Area 51 5K fun run. And <laughs> that, that shirt's Referencing the, the attempted storming of Area 51 that exactly. was proposed last year. They can't get us all. And my answer to that was, yes, they can. Yes, they can. Yes. 50 cal rounds can take out many, many people. Yes, it would so. be a thing. I mean, there'd just be a warthog pop-up over the horizon and spray us with 20-millimeter <laughs> shells. It would not be good. So, yeah, we, we don't want that. Um, no, I have a shirt from it. I've never actually been to it. My ex-wife, Kristen, has been to Area 51, which you would think of the two of us, I'd be the one to go. But she went, had a, went with her brother and her dad and had a blast. They, they went drove to the, up to the edge and basically saw the military and oh, turned no, they, around, they, right? Oh, no, they saw the white truck. And, yeah, they, they went out to the Alien Inn. Uh, okay. that's out there and uh, had a really good time. They really enjoyed that. All right, then. And I'm jealous I didn't get to go, and now I want to. So that was that was Dennis's first question. That was technically his question for last week, and I put it off. So now we're going to get to his question from this week. He was wondering if we've come across a brand of cigar by the name of Emperador. Em- Emperador. I have he not. Sa- he says he had a couple many years ago, thought they were of Mexican origin, and the ones he had were quite long, 10 to 12 inches, came in their own cedar box. Ring, ring count would have been about 50 to 52 range. He just let that go completely. He I'm, was I'm wondering impressed. if they still exist and if we'd seen them in their travels. Now, you say you have not, and I have not. However, I did do a little bit of research. Okay. And what I have found is that I don't know of a specific brand named that. However, if you go to... Um, one of the online shops, Thompson Cigar, they do offer a size called the Thompson Emperador. It's uh, it's a big cigar. It measures 15 inches by 70. Look at that bad boy. And is a an all day smooth, smoke. medium-bodied blend of B 
Piotto Cubano long fillers and gigantic bedsheet sized Sumatran wrapper. <laughs> That's their words, not mine. Um, anyway, so they're kind of calling it a, a size, but um, additionally, Arturo Fuente has a cigar called the Emperador, and that is a 7x52 um, cigar that is Dominican Republic binder and filler and a wrapper that's Ecuadorian sun-grown Habano. Obviously, I don't think either one of those are the ones that Dennis is referring to, but when I when I did my research, that's what I found. That 15-inch so, or might be. It's possible. That's, um, that's an all-day smoke. And I will say a lot of the, the online vendors, you know, Thompson, JR, and whatnot, they, I think, purchased a lot of old brands that maybe were going out of business and turned them into house cigars. Ah, so okay. it's possible that maybe Thompson picked up that brand that he was referring to and ended up... Uh, Kind of going that way with it, so fair enough. You never know, man. Look at Nick with the research. I'm impressed. Research, so putting in the man hours, right? So we have a couple more questions. Okay, is this the one? Nope. Okay, I'm waiting. That one's going to be the last one. Okay, just okay. so you know, just so you can stop stop asking. <laughs> but it's fun to ask. So we have a question from uh, listener James S. James wants to know if we know or have known of anybody who regularly smoke cigars that have had any negative health effects from it. He is new to cigars, and it's something he considers from time to time. He also gets a lot of flack from friends and family about it as well. He says from the basic research he's done, he hasn't found much to support the concern, as most studies are based purely on cigarettes. Here's my I, I, disclaimer right off the bat. Jeff and I are not doctors. No. And while I have said that this is an opportunity for us to answer any and all questions, we also caveat, we don't necessarily know all the answers. But that being said, that being said, I have done some research into this because I've also gotten flack. And what I can tell you is one of the big differences between cigars and cigarettes right off the bat are about 110 chemical additives that go into cigarettes that are not present in cigars cigars are just leaves and a little bit of vegetable glue even the even the glue that holds the wrapper together is is organic so something to be said there as with anything in life there's a certain amount of risk and whatever involved you know so i'm not going to tell you that smoking cigars is healthy (laughs) i'm not going to go that far no However, but neither is drinking alcohol. There is an FDA study that flat out says that smoking one to two premium cigars per day has a cancer risk of like nothing. Yeah, that that I'm assen- a little over that. Some that essentially, you know, they said the FDA themselves in a study said flat out that the cancer risk is nearly nil if you have one to two premium cigars per day. Yeah, think now, of it this again, way: I'm you're over smoking that. your salad. I, I think that's, again, we're not doctors, and don't take us to court for that. Um, no, it, it's one of those things where I've been, I've been smoking cigars on and off since I was 16. I've never noticed any negative health effects. That doesn't mean that there aren't any. I've just never noticed them. I will say this, and I think I've talked about this on the show before, but I'll bring it up again. Uh, when I was 27 years old, I, I've had ulcerative colitis since I was 12. I've dealt, dealt with that. It's an autoimmune disorder. And when I was 27, my colon essentially went toxic. And I spent weeks in Barnes Hospital over in St. Louis. And when I got done with that, and, you know, it was really touch and go for a while because my doctor, who was Joshua Korsnick, great guy, um, can't say enough nice stuff about him. I don't, he's not still in St. Louis. I think he may have went back out to the East Coast. But uh, I remember laying in the bed and Ira Codner, who was a surgeon, he was a cutter in St. Louis, and I believe he has since passed away, but he was one of, like, world-renowned surgeons over in St. Louis, and they were standing over me arguing about whether or not they were going to take my colon out at 27 years old. Wow. And it was just horrifying. Yeah. So that being said, um, I got through, I actually got fed by a central line for three weeks. It was a whole thing. I mean, it was a real big ordeal. And didn't eat anything by mouth for somewhere in the neighborhood of two months or more. Um, so it was a big health scare. Yeah. I get done, 
And one of the things that one of the doctors brought up to me, and I won't say who because I don't want to roll them on this podcast, but one of the things they brought up to me afterwards was, hey, have you ever thought about smoking? And I said, well, should I stop? And they said, oh, no. They said, smoking helps repress uh, issues with ulcerative colitis, Crohn's, autoimmune disorders, things like that. Again, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not telling anyone to take cigars as, as a health remedy. But they said that a lot of times what happens to people that smoke, say, cigarettes, is they will, you know, they'll smoke cigarettes from 16 till 35. And then they decide, oh, I've got to quit. They quit and immediately get an outbreak of ulcerative colitis. Wow. And that they, they don't know the connection, but for some reason, nicotine will help suppress those outbreaks. And I will say, too, you know, nicotine is not a chemical that is unnatural. Nicotine is in a lot of plants. Tomatoes, eggplants. Tomatoes yeah. and eggplants. I was going to say, in fact, if you look at the percentage of nicotine, there's actually more nicotine. I, now, granted, I'm, I'm, I'm citing a source that, you know, for all I know, may be full of shit. But again, I, we, you know, we had a caveat. We're not say, doctors. We're so. not doctors. Yeah. So um, I've been told that there's more nicotine in a plate, a plate of eggplant parmesan than in a premium cigar. Well, okay, now something that's funny about that is uh, anybody that's raised tomatoes has dealt with tomato worms, the hornworms, the yeah, big yeah. green worms that get on your tomato plants. Um, in a lot of cases, those aren't necessarily tomato worms. They're tobacco worms, but they will attack either plant. Ah. And so if you look closely, you may have whatever moth that is laying those eggs and then they, you know, yeah. whatever, and, you know, larvae out and, you know, become worms. And those things will obliterate your tomato plants quickly. So you got to watch for those. But that being said, in a lot of cases, it's the exact same worm that will hit the tobacco plants. Interesting. Yeah. And James, the last thing I want to leave you with on this subject is that if anybody ever says anything to you about, oh, those things okay, you, tell them the story of Richard Overton. Richard Overton is a World War II veteran who passed away in uh, late December of 2018 at the ripe old age of 112 Oh my. Richard Overton would smoke 12 cigars a day, eat grits, and sit around on his front porch smoking cigars and drinking whiskey. There you go. I mean, he he was smoking his whole life. You know, based on that guy, his I whole life. I haven't hit middle age yet. And he uh, he enjoyed it. So Well, and that's what it comes you know. down to. One of the things that I think is actually In fact, he began smoking in 1924. Wow. And his favorite cigar was a machine-made machine, brand, machine ma- made brand called the Tampa Sweet. So mm. for what it's worth, Richard Overton, at 112 years old, proved to us that you can smoke a dozen cigars in a day. And, well, last to 112. There you go. I guess you know, he may good have, genes probably played a part in that, too, well, that but, you and, know, whatever. And he probably also, with smoking that many cigars, just made his body inhospitable for germs. It's possible. Yeah. So... Well, and here's the thing. The thing I like about cigars is you get to sit, you get to relax. Yep. And well, no, I think there's a lot of health benefits to yes. that. If you go back to our episode that we, where we talked with Storm uh, from uh, Cigars for Warriors, in that interview, Storm talks about how doctors have cited um, cigar smoking as actually a preventative um, thing related to PTSD. Because these, it gives these, these soldiers an opportunity to sit and kind of decompress after some action that maybe they wouldn't normally have had. Well, so, there you go. You know, for what it's worth, the relaxation that comes along with sitting and smoking a cigar, it, it shouldn't be dismissed as, you know, nothing. I mean, there, there's a lot to it. It forces you to stop for 45 minutes to two hours or however long it takes you to smoke the cigar. Yeah. And that's worth something. It To me, it's worth a lot. So, And that's why I do it. So, James, you got a legitimate answer, or at least as much of one as we could come up with. Who knew? Now we're going to get to Jay Walker 95 who asks, what are some of your pet peeves, personal and cigar-related? Oh, God. Do we want to <laughs> open that can of worms? I don't know if we have time for that. <laughs> People putting thoughts and prayers on Facebook. That's a peeve. Yeah, because all they're trying to do is just follow the thread. Exactly. Yeah, they don't really particularly... I mean, I'm not saying they don't care, but at the same time, they just want their gory details about whatever car accident or house fire they're following. If you're going to pray, just pray. Yep. God knows you prayed whether you type it on Facebook or not. Um, One of my big pet peeves is uh, being late. I hate it. 
I hate being late. Oh, God, you must hate me. Um, there are days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I was early tonight. I hate being late, and I hate when, I hate when I'm late because I feel really bad because, you know, if somebody's meeting with me, then I feel as though they're taking time out of their day to do so, and so I, I feel it's disrespectful for me to be late. My problem else. is, and you know, I try to squeeze ten pounds in a five-pound sack all the time. Everybody is. I get it. It's. I mean, yeah. But 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 and I'm just not good at it. Being late's one of my pet peeves. Sorry, Nick. Um, sorry. What else? Oh my God! As it relates to cigars, oh. if you are going to use my cutter. You better not have slobbed on the end of that cigar before. That cigar better be dry. God, you're aiming all this at me, aren't you? That cigar better be dry <laughs> if you're going to borrow my cutter. I have I've, a separate cutter. I've done that. In my humidor, in my travel humidor. Just that for I keep, me? No, just for me. I don't use my good uh, Zycar cutter um, if I need to clip a little bit more off the end of the cigar that even I have, have um, done that with. Because, yeah. dude, that's filthy. And so I have animals. what I, I have. Animals. I have what I call my slob cutter, which yep. is basically a cutter that's, you know, that's the one that you use if you're clipping off the end of a cigar that's already been mouthed a little bit. So, well, there you go. Yeah. So that's yeah. another one of my pet peeves. I, you know, I, none of them are coming to mind now. I, I pretty much share them every time they pop up in my head on the podcast, anyway. But I mean, there are lots of things that annoy me. Getting lied to by politicians that annoys me. Yeah, but that happens almost daily. Yeah, it does. It um, happened to me today. What else? I don't know. There's got to be more. Oh, there's lots. Well, we'll probably, circle back on this yeah, question. We'll just kind of continually keep updating this answer. I'm going to keep notes. Go. So thank you for the question. All right. So here it is. This oh. is the question Jeff has been waiting for. Oh, God. And this is the one that I am dying to hear his answer. Listener Jim writes, I have a question for Gator. My all-time favorite question is if you die in your sleep, do you find out right away or do you figure it out when you don't wake up in the morning? Follow-up question. And if you die while dreaming, is there a notice that you're dead or are you trapped in the dream forever? You know, <laughs> okay, that one's deep and I like it. There you go. Yeah, that's a good question. I would assume somebody's going to walk in, tap you on the shoulder and tell you it's time to go. Like in your dream? Yeah. Just, hey, Jeff, it's over. Yeah. Like, Stop calling yourself Gator. Come on. Does it like fade to black? Well, if you're already asleep, you're already faded to black. So that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, that's I the thing. I simply don't when know. When you're asleep, you don't really like, I mean, you don't process anything. I mean, I I mean your brain's active and stuff, but like. You know, and here's the problem. My, but I can't necessarily tell you what I've dreamed about most nights. Nick knows that my goal is to go out in a blaze of glory. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeff's got a lit. Man, let me tell you, folks. I swear. If, if Jeff ever gets a terminal cancer diagnosis... Oh, oh there's going to be if news If you're made. on his list, watch out. Yeah, <laughs> there, and I have a terminal list. Mm-hmm. Everybody should. Oh, I'm going to thin out the herd. Oh, my God. This this recording <laughs> this recording will be used in, ta- in court one day. I'm dead. What are they going to do? Well, this recording will be used in court one day. <laughs> it, or at least know, played on the news. You know, exactly. <laughs> Um, no, here's the thing about that is I don't want to leave a good looking corpse. Like I want to slide. Well, you've accomplished that. Well, yeah. Just, I, I, I mean, you've got that taken care of right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hurtful. <laughs> um, but you know, that's, that's my point. Like I want to close casket, you know, I want, I, I, I just makes it easier to fake your death and go live on the island. Better. Well, absolutely. And yeah. I don't, I don't want somebody like in, have you ever seen red or red Two? You haven't. Have I have you? not. No. Oh. You've got to watch those. They're DC comic movies. Why are you not watching them, nerd? <laughs> anyway. So in, in Red 2, I'm going to be a, do a spoiler here. So um, John Malkovich, a good Southern Illinois boy, by the way. Indeed. Let me point that out. Benton, Illinois. There you go, Mr. Malkovich. Okay. Um, John Malkovich, there's a scene where he's blown up in his uh, SUV. And Bruce Willis, and I can't, rem- oh, I can't remember the, the female actress. Bruce's wife in the movie. I anyway, I don't know. Ah, uh, she was in Weeds. Okay, anyway. I don't. I don't know. But um, anyway, so they go to his funeral, and Bruce Willis he goes, "Oh, he's faked his death several times. He's not really dead, you know." So he walks up and pulls a pin, like a long pin, out of the flower arrangement, laying on the casket, and jams it into John Malkovich's hand. 
okay. to make sure he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want people doing that to me because they're, <laughs> they're going to do that. There are a lot of people that are really going to be excited. Uh, people gone. are just going to string you up and you know beat you with ball bats. And stuff. <sighs> like a pinata. It'll be like something out of the Middle East. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Look. As long as I get one good shot in back, I'm going to be happy. <laughs> You're hanging and getting beaten. I'm kicking somebody's ass. Oh, Lord. Out of the tree, if you know what I mean. I'm so just anyway, going to go to town. So going back to the question, if you're if you're sleeping, you know. You know, think about it. What if, what if you just stay in your dream state and never wake up from it? Well, that's all fine and good unless you're having a nightmare. Well, yeah. That would suck. That if would for the rest suck. of eternity, Freddy Krueger's like chasing after you. Maybe that's what's happened. Maybe that's why they're ghosts. They're trying to get out of their dream. Think about that. Wow. Right? That Wouldn't that be something? I just hope I'm dreaming about, like, you know, ice cream and puppies. It'll be the guy in the top hat. Oh, God. Nick has a reoccurring uh, thing about a guy in a top I hat. I get night terrors sometimes, and there was one time that I woke up, and I, I mean, I clear as day, I'll tell you, I woke up. Did you and wake I looked, up, or were you still dreaming? I was, I guess, half asleep, technically. Okay. I was, you know, waking nightmare kind of thing, but yeah. I was laying in bed, and I looked over in the corner, and there was a man in, in a suit with a hat on. God damn, suit that's scary. With a hat on, that is freaky. You know, wearing a hat, just standing in the corner. I just saw the shadowed outline, just staring at my wife and I in bed, and it was just like, holy crap. I've told you. The, those and I started the screaming, and then she started, you know, waking me up, and then I realized that, no, there is no man there, but... It was a thing. Fudge. That's yeah. yeah. That was one. The 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 one you're referring to that you think is aliens is when I, I was I thought in. the top hat guy was too. Well, the one you're referring to when you thought it was aliens is when I was down in Carbondale going to school and I was crashing over at my buddy's Carl's house and on his uh, I've futon. never met this Carl. I'd like to. He lives out in Colorado. Yeah, I'd like to meet yeah. him. But he uh I was crashing on his futon in the spare bedroom and about three AM I call it Futon. And I rolled over, and I opened my eyes, and I could have sworn that there were five men in cloaks, two on each side and one at the foot of the bed, just staring down at me with their cloaks, like, in their hoods Dude, pulled you up. were abducted. And you were I abducted started by aliens. thrashing and screaming and everything else. And the next morning, Carl and his roommate, Joe, were all just like, Dude, what the hell was wrong with you? Nothing. Have you found but, any, like, little metal tracking devices under your skin? I mean, no, but I always beep in the metal detector, so, you know, I just chalk that up to my belt buckle, but... Okay. Was there any anal probing? Not that I'm aware of. That might have just been Carl. <laughs> God. We did used to call him Hot Carl in college. <laughs> Go in Urban Dictionary, that one, folks. <laughs> oh, now we get the explicit tag. Uh, hey, I didn't say what it was. People are going to confuse us with... Uh, oh, what what is their name? Call her daddy. Oh, my God. Oh, anyway. Those girls. Anyway. So, yeah, folks, that's another edition of Ask the Boys. Feel free to send us your questions either uh, through direct message on Instagram at either The Cigar Pulpit or Naked Gator, N-E-K-K-I-D Gator. Like a loose girl in school, we're taking all comers. Or or feel free to go over to CigarPulpit.com and go over to the Contact the Pulpit page and submit your questions there. And every week on Tuesday... We will answer those questions to the best or possibly worst of our ability, depending upon if it's a serious question or not. Absolutely. And sometimes if it's a serious question, we'll give you a Nick and Gator type answer. Ooh, that's never good. Yeah. Never anyway. good. Well, that was a great, great edition of Ask the Boys. Ask the Boys. Anyway, Jeff... So I have interesting questions. I'm I'm still pondering that one about the dream, <laughs> the dying while dreaming. That's that's got me freaked out. It's different. Not gonna lie. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> who was that again? Who who gave us that one? Jim, listener Jim. Thanks, Jim. Yep. Yeah. So. Now that's in my head. Yep. Like I needed anything else rattling around up there haunting you better me. Better hope you have happy dreams. Oh God. Could you could be stuck either. in one at any I've moment. Had some weird dreams lately. Yeah. I don't want to. At any moment, you could be stuck in it. For think the about rest it. of eternity. That would suck, wouldn't it? Ugh. So, anyway, so uh, Nick, our could be a sex dream. Okay, I'm all in. <laughs> Yay! Yay! I don't have that kind of luck. Uh, nah, you'd end up with the one where you're having to like, you know, run away from. Something. Have you ever had the one where you can't get your locker open? I still have that dream, and I've been out of school for 32 years. You know what? It's funny you mentioned that because yes, I have had that one before. 
I don't understand. Where you're standing yeah. there at the locker and you just cannot get the combination And you know you're going right. to be late for your class and you're panic stricken. freaking out. Yep. yep. I've also had the one where you're walking down the hallway and the hallway never ends. It just keeps extending out in front of you. That I don't know. Yeah, I've had that. And you don't, like, you're trying to walk down the hallway and it just, you never get there. Okay. Yeah. Now, they say that if you have the dream where, you, where you're falling yeah. and you hit, that you actually die. Have you heard that? No. You should look that up. I have heard that if you pee in your dream. I do that all the time. Then you're probably pissing the bed. <laughs> yes. I do that all the time. <laughs> have, you, have you ever done that? Because I actually have done no, that a couple I, of times. I, I hate haven't. to admit. I, I will say. It gets all warm. And like you're dreaming, you're peeing, and you're like, you wake up and you're like, oh, shit. That has <laughs> happened to me on at least three occasions in my 50 years. I mean, oh I don't want to say God. since I was like, you know, not, not when I was a little kid. But in adulthood, that's happened to me a couple of times. All right, That's then. why you get the rubber sheets. Well, one of the reasons. I mean, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the blood cleanup's easier. Oh, my Wow, you <laughs> took that to a different dark place. <coughs> oh, my God. God. That being said, let's let's promote what, the what uh, Rocky get, Patel. What are you getting on your stick there, buddy? <laughs> oh, my God. It's the Rocky Patel Special Edition, by the way, folks, and I'm enjoying the cigar. Yeah, I'm getting, uh, I'm still getting the flavor notes, the coffee, and the the white pepper. Um, little bit of hint of berry, I've not, never not a got very strong one. I'm not getting it strong. The coffee is the primary. The, the berries, the, especially the there on the retro hail. I've done a few of yes. those, and it's really noticeable. I've on only that. done the one, but you're right; it was very. Well, yeah, noticeable and you coughed a that. lung up. I know. So right on the show. I mean, I've said many times that I'm not good at the retro. You're not a retro hailer. No, no. I do cough on the retro hail. So, uh, Nick, I think we should mention MyMonthlyCigars.com. So, yeah, so MyMonthlyCigars.com is a premium cigar subscription service, and they do provide us with cigars for the show. And so if you go over to MyMonthlyCigars.com and you sign up for the Robusto Box. The Robusto Box. Or as we call it, the Nick and Gator Care Package. Nick and Gator Box. You uh, can get those um, cigars. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what did you do? I went to Instagram. Because <laughs> I needed to look up a message from my monthly cigars. And that was the first thing. Oh, my God. Folks, we can't share that oh with you. Oh, my God. Because it's. Oh my god! Horrible! Oh my god! But it's pretty funny. Oh my god! <laughs> Nick, Nick finds the jankiest things online, I guys. I cut this too. Oh my god! God damn it! Oh, Holy shit! Yeah, you can't cut that. Oh my god! You're cutting all the good stuff. Oh my god! That We've was, said some really rancid stuff tonight so on the show, bad. and Nick has promised that he's going to cut it all, and I oh could not god. disagree with him more about that. That was so bad. Oh god! Anyway, he almost wet himself. He was laughing so hard. He anyway. might actually he might have. <laughs> oh lord! Yeah, at least it's warm for a while. Anyway. MyMonthlyCigars.com is a premium <laughs> cigar subscription service. Are you guys sure you want to sponsor this? And uh, get the Robusto box. You get four cigars for 30 bucks. <laughs> you get four cigars. Oh, God. You get four cigars every month sent to you. And, <laughs> and we smoke them on the show over the course of four episodes. They even so include can, a Bovita pack. You can smoke along with us. And... Um, if you go over to MyMonthlyCigars.com, use offer code PULPIT, P-U-L-P-I-T, and uh, that'll get you um, 20% off your order in the store or free, um, oh God, free shipping. You had a high-speed come apart. Free shipping <laughs> on your, uh, free shipping. You can't cut this. This free, is gold. Free shipping. I can't do it because I'm laughing, so no, I'm going to have to leave in. <laughs> Thanks, Cigar Girl 24 I appreciate it. Oh anyway, God. um, uh, you get free shipping on the on the first box. Now, I w- I do want to point out a couple of things. The, the MSRP first, guarantee the first thing is the MSRP guarantee, <laughs> where all the cigars in the box, the MSRP is guaranteed to meet or exceed the price of the box. So, like for December's box or January's box, we added it up. Like thirty-seven, and, um, thirty-eight bucks. It's like thirty-eight yeah. bucks for worth of sticks for thirty bucks. Well, that so first I mean, one was worth getting the box. Oh my god! That yeah, that I was know. A great stick. That, that was the Monty. Yeah, yeah, that was a great stick, and I, I'm going to seek that out. And so now the other thing that I do want to point out about my monthly cigars, they have a special limited edition box that they are doing, or a limited edition cigar.
cigar. Not, I guess Ooh. you could probably buy it by the box. I don't know. But um, you, I guess if you buy enough of them. But they have a limited edition cigar. It's the Nova Champion Football Cigar. And each cigar da, 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 is da, da, champion. $24.54 a piece. But that 20% off in the store does apply it to It looks that. like a damn cigar it's or a, a damn football. It's a football. Wow. Exactly. And it's by Nova Cigars. And basically, it is a full-strength 5x70 Perfecto, shaped like a football. I'm telling you right now. guaranteed to make you the king of the Super Bowl party. Amen. If you got those things for a Super Bowl party and hand it out like you'd over at the hill, be a freaking you'd be a rock, rock star. star. Yeah. And so it's a, a Habano 2000 wrapper Although leaf. you'd have to buy it from them because you can't smoke it in there if it's from outside. Well, yeah. It's, anyway. it's, it's, a, it's wrapped in a Habano 2000 wrapper leaf with Dominican binder and fillers that they say will be sure to score a touchdown. With your palate. I so, kind of want one of those now. I know. So head on over to MyMonthlyCigars.com and you they can should get, get us that cigar. We should get that cigar for our pre-Super Bowl episode. I'll have to look into that. Uh-huh. I think that's something that's that needs bad, to happen, not a bad Captain. Idea. That's not a bad idea. I kind of like that idea. Yeah. So anyway, um, to uh, Nick over at MyMonthlyCigars.com. Sorry for the janky promo this week, but <laughs> I think it was one of our best. Ever. I was looking up the notes on that Nova cigar, and I had to go into Instagram to find the message. And man, the first thing I saw was a post by Cigar Girl Twenty Four, and it just hit the funny bone at just the right spot. So anyway, <laughs> watching you melt down oh was my just god. incredible. It just like came out of nowhere there. Oh my god! But that anyway. was awesome. So um, okay, so if you if you've pulled it together enough. Uh, tell everybody how they get a hold of us and, and how they uh, get a copy of our newsletter. So, you can find us on social media on Instagram at The Cigar Pulpit as well as at Naked Gator, N E K K I D Gator. That's me. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can head on over to cigarpulpit.com and sign up for our email newsletter. And in addition, you can send us an email through the Contact the Pulpit page. Now, Let's talk about the email newsletter for a minute. Last week, Jeff got confused. No, Jeff, when I talked about Jeff it. thought he knew what you were doing, and it's not. And we talked about it briefly I ta- during I think, text. He, I think I sparked an interest. He thought I was doing something else, and I had one thing in mind. And I thought he was doing an e edition like we do with our newspapers, and I thought he was actually putting together like a little e magazine. Like essentially, an email magazine. Whereas I was thinking more of an email newsletter like you would get from anybody else. And I will admit that after I put a little thought into it, I kind of like his idea a little better. That's what I do. I'm an idea man. So. I don't do much else. I don't think I'm going to launch it when I initially said that I was going to launch it. Oh, I initially said I was going to launch back. it. Well, I initially said I was going to launch it next week. Yeah. However, I think what I'm going to do is hold off until after we're done at TPE, or I'm done, at TPE. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And make the first edition a giant recap of TPE, everything that I saw out there and everything I think that's awesome. So, go ahead and sign up for our email magazine. Hey, guys, what do you have to lose? cigarpulpit.com. It's free. Currently. It's free. Currently. It's It's free. (laughs) And uh, <laughs> wait, you don't you don't have you're not planning to make it paid at some point? No, I'm hoping that maybe if it's cool, we can get some advertisers in it. Oh my god, folks! Then that it's way, free. it's basically just a free magazine that pays for itself <laughs> through advertisement. That'd be perfect. That would be perfect. You and can talk to some people at TPE about I just that thing. Very well, could there so, you go. but I need people to sign up. So head on over to the we uh, need the numbers. Head on over to cigarpulpit.com, and when the little box pops up saying you know sign up. Sign up. I'm it's gonna just, sell the list. I think just, I should be clear about you that. You are not gonna sell the list. You're not even gonna have access to the list. <laughs> no, I'm not. You um, won't give it to me. But yeah, head on over there. But sign I'd up. sell it if I got it. Sign up. It's totally free. I promise we won't spam you, you know, and and doing it this way, it'll be a monthly thing. You know, but think yep. of it think of it like getting, you know, Nick and Gator's version of Cigar Aficionado every month in your email box. Oh God, that's gonna be so janky. I oh, love it's it. It's gonna be so stupid. I love it. So anyway. It's just a just a little you know evolution of the thought. Well, Nick, as we finish up here, uh, this cigar's great. The Rocky Patel Special Edition. I'm so glad we smoked the cigar. We've had a run of good sticks. Yeah, we have. We have. This one's got berry. It's almost like it. it like honestly, it's like raspberry and coffee. Mine it's went just, out. I love it. Mine went out. I'm Aww. talking too much. That's okay. Well, I I'm mean, laughing at Jake. You laughed for ten minutes straight. And- during a commercial. Everything else. 
No, I love this. So yeah, I will. Uh, but the problem is, it's special edition. I don't even know if I can find this again. That's a real good point. That's a um, bummer. So if you guys have access to this at one of your brick and mortar stores, guys, grab this thing up because it is a great stick. I'm assuming this is probably one of the ones that we got out at the Kansas City Cigar Festival. I would think it is. Yeah, um, because I have a number of sticks in that travel humidor that we got from that. And so I'm assuming this is probably one of the ones that we got at that. Yep. So. Good deal. Yeah. Well, Nick, it's been a great show, man. I've, I've really enjoyed watching you melt down. It's, it's, There's been, it's been twice. I don't know if you're leaving them both different. in. But it's you should. Different. Yeah, I was the straight guy tonight for some odd reason. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to cut the first one. <laughs> you really shouldn't. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut that first one. That was, that, was inappro- that was horribly inappropriate. Horribly inappropriate. The, the second one. The second one, people can go, they can go find it on their own. But it the, involved the, rubber sheets. I'm just going to say that, folks. Hmm? The first one involved rubber sheets. No, it didn't. The second one was your Instagram meltdown. Oh, well, okay. It did. <laughs> but I mean, it'll pro- I, I'm guessing it's never going to see the light of day, but it, it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not, for once, I am not the one that said it. Every once in a while, I have to say something horribly offensive. Just to rock Jeff back. You and, and you did. I almost went off my stool. Just so he knows I can do it. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I, ugh, that was, that was off-putting <laughs> at best. Anyway. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Tell your friends to listen to this ignorance. Please. It is, it is ignorance. It so. was tonight. It was, we've had a few really good shows lately. We've kind of, we've kind of loosened up. We've gotten in our groove. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing. No, not for <laughs> anyone, especially us. Uh, well, folks, this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick. I'm Gator. Stay smoky, everyone.